Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharks Across Hollywood. This week, <laughs> we're going to talk about what I was assuming is going was going to be way more fucked up than it actually ended up being. It does have a reputation. It's a movie called Raw, a French movie, which I'll get to making fun of French people here soon, where a girl, because of a hazing ritual, she becomes a cannibal. That's a very reductive thing, but that's essentially exactly what happens. I mean, you broke it down to as few syllables as possible, I think. This movie is so fucking French. What blows my mind about it is... is <laughs> When she's after she's been forced to eat uh, ra- raw rabbit kidneys during said <laughs> hazing ritual, she develops a horrific skin rash. Goes to the doctor, and mid-examination, the doctor just lights up a cigarette and yep. starts puffing away. Right I put there. that in my notes, right, right there. I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, wow, that is, is fucking French, is what that is. <laughs> also, that fucking exam room looks terrifying. Yeah, it looks pretty, like uh, this fucking basement. Yeah, it's a little sketchy, right? Only it has windows. Everything about the movie is uncomfortable. I think that's the idea. Like right from that very first scene where everything's nice and quiet and somebody steps in the middle of the road and makes a car crash. It's a really good opening scene because it sets the stage perfectly for what's about to come. Even though you don't know what the fuck just happened. You don't, it's beautiful. but... You find out, though. It dovetails perfectly with everything else. It's a, it's a great opener. So the first note that I wrote down was, is it true that French babes don't shave their pits? Apparently it is. Because the lead actress whose name I didn't look... I didn't learn because I'm not even going to try. She has she has the armpit hair. Yes, she does. And I thought she was super cute, and then she lifted up her arms. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> bother you does it but that's okay because her sister says i'm gonna give you a brazilian wax and what did i put in my notes and then we get to see we we get to see a brazilian wax in the most oh my god that was that was so uncomfortable to watch like i said if i had a nickel for every time my sister gave me a brazilian (laughs) i'd have a shitload of nickels I never cut off her finger, though, is what I put. I was trying to be funny, and um, and it's not working now. Yeah. I laughed when I wrote it. <laughs> Somehow that's funnier than the joke. <laughs> that I thought it was really funny when I wrote it. <laughs> just picture you sitting there, sitting there watching this movie in this basement by yourself, just giggling to you, just giggling, just giggling maniacally as you thumb that into your phone. I do. And then there were a couple moments where I'm, where I audibly said, what the fuck? And I'm sure everybody upstairs <laughs> heard me because while it's not the, it's not the puke fest that everybody fucking said it was going to be, which I don't even know where the hell that came from. My son has been recommending this movie to me for about a year now, I think. And he said he came really close the first time he watched it. He came really close to barfing twice. And uh, one was during uh, the hair scene, which is, which I have to admit, I mean, that's pretty fucking gross. I made that gross out number one because I was expecting more super gross stuff like that. And that's about as gross as it got for me. Like, like I listened to all these weird podcasts, right? I listened to the last podcast on the left. Uh, One of my favorite serial killers is uh, Albert Fish, the werewolf of Wisteria, who was Mm -hmm. a cannibal. And his story is just really interesting to me. And I like to use little factoids about it to fucking freak people out. You've brought up Albert Fish before. He's he's the one who cooked a little girl with bacon on her butt and wrote a nice detailed letter to her mother. So all the cannibal shit is just like, yeah, that's happening. People do that, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know how the fuck she got so much goddamn hair in her mouth, though. I saw her sucking on it, but like... Well, did you not get... Because that's the point at which, uh, and for the listeners, if you're a first-time listener, spoiler alert on every episode, just don't even don't even listen if you haven't watched the movie. Also, this is going to get weird. Unless you're, unless you're super cool with spoilers. That was the point at which the movie takes a step back and... and tells the audience okay we're not in reality this is an allegory it doesn't take place in reality and that's the moment where they tell you that this is clearly an allegorical tale about you know about family and about sisterhood and it's a coming the, of age the, story the, neuros- the neuroses and mental issues that are passed down from family member to oh, family yeah. member specifically from mother to daughter and shared between sisters my son and i were discussing this and and he brought up an interesting point that hadn't occurred to me while I watched the movie, but it's a very uh, it's a very feminine movie in the sense of it's very much for women by women. You keep on doing that too. This is the second second movie you've picked this year. Really? And then, oh, yeah. be- oh, after yeah, <laughs> I killed giants. Yeah, but no, but it is. It, it was it was written and directed by a woman who this is the only movie she's made. Oh, nice. Uh, the only has she done anything else like? She's done some short some short okay, films, yeah. I think. But but this is the only feature length movie she's made. It, it seems like she did everything on purpose. Like yeah. there was no like, well, I guess we got to do this. But it was more like, no, we're we're gonna do this. No, it was very is, de- yeah. it was very deliberate. I'm gonna put this down as one of the uh, one of the best horror movies I've seen in the last year. And then a lot of people are going to. I almost said a lot of people are gonna hear this and say, but nobody's gonna <laughs> fucking hear this. Come on, let's go to Imagination Land. And a lot of people are gonna hear this. Imagination. <laughs> I'm gonna see that thing right there. That's gonna be one of our uh, things. I'm gonna make you sing that. <laughs> let's pretend that a bunch of people are gonna listen to this and they're gonna say this movie's not fucking scary. It's not a horror movie because we have this conversation all the time. Yeah. There's nothing jump scary about this. This no. is what you call a slow burn. Yeah. That doesn't get super fucked up until you really think about it. Oh, it gets fucked up pretty fast. But well, maybe maybe it's just me because I I'm just you know I'm the desensitized yeah, asshole it, about everything. I had that I had a conversation about that with my son after we watched it, and and he says you keep you know you keep saying like this is really fucked up. This is really fucked up. When I know you watch more <laughs> fucked up stuff than this, and I, I said yeah, son, but you gotta understand what I'm saying is to a normal human being who doesn't fill themselves with the most depraved shit Hollywood has to offer, this is really fucked up. <laughs> what are it's you trying to say? It's not extreme to me. I didn't even feel nauseous during it. It's not extreme to me. But I understand that to, to average Joe moviegoer, this is some <laughs> fairly extreme fare. I had one um, of those open mouth moments, but it was only because they were cutting open dead animals. And I'm like, I don't want to see that shit. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck, fuck the people, man. It's the animals that I care Well, about. at least they weren't cutting open live animals. Ugh. Well, that we got Cannibal Holocaust for that, so Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. There's always Cannibal Holocaust if you want to see some vivisection. That's a, that's a good movie well, to watch. Well, vivisection <laughs> is a misnomer. It's slaughter is what it is. Cannibal Holocaust is a good movie to watch once and never watch again unless you're me. Because <laughs> I've watched it three or four times. I don't know. I saw twice it, by myself. Why? I, I don't know. I watched it once by myself, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Cannibal Holocaust didn't really bother me because, specifically, because, and this is this is the caveat with that. Okay, I, I don't want to see animals abused. I don't want to see animals killed. But here's the thing: the way they killed those animals was about as humane a way as you can slaughter an animal. It's not like they tortured them; they just killed them. Th- those were pretty standard ways of killing an animal. And and about as quick as you're gonna get. And in that part of the country, that's just kind of and to how an and an animal in the wild, ninety nine percent of the time, an animal in the wild does not die of natural causes. Natural causes for an animal in the wild are being torn apart by a predator <laughs> or 
dying horrifically in some kind of an accident. And so consequently, slaughter is not that big of a deal for a wild animal. That, you know, that's not, again, not to say I don't want to see animals getting tortured. I was going to say, it doesn't mean I have to see it. And and it doesn't mean you have to watch it. No, I I completely understand people who don't want to watch stuff like that. And I'm never going to be that dick who tries to get someone to watch it against their will. Well, But it doesn't bother me personally is what I'm saying. I've watched animals be slaughtered. It's no uglier than that. The way it was described to me before I saw it, it sounded way worse worse than it was when I actually saw it. They were like, oh no, they ripped this thing apart. Well, yeah, after they've cut its head off, which is about the most humane way you can dissect something, and presumably after you've de- be- yeah. beheaded it. And presumably they were actually using it. They were they were actually shooting in the fucking they Amazon did, or whatever. They did eat it. I mean, they, they made soup out of it. That that so, was the whole gist of the thing. So that's they made fair. Soup out of it. Still gross, though. It is gross. I'm it's one of those things where I look at it. Gross. I don't like Sorority Boys, but the guy made a good point in the movie. That movie's such a piece of shit. By the way, don't watch Sorority Boys. But when I was 50, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good idea, but it sorority boys, by the way, is about a, a group of dudes who dress up like chicks and join a sorority because they couldn't get into a frat or some shit. Is that the one with Harlan Williams? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> Talk about a deep cut. <laughs> the one thing I will, I took away from that is Harlan Williams. Said, oh no, wait, uh, there was the guy from seventh heaven, Harlan Williams. And then the other guy. And he's like, why are we here? You know, if you order a bacon burger, you don't want to see the fucking chef go back there and slit the pig's throat. <laughs> And then they, the conversation continues for a second. He's like, well, what are we doing? And Harlan Williams is like, I'm going to go get a bacon burger, man. <laughs> Piece of shit. Good joke, though. Good joke. I will. Harlan uh, Williams is a funny guy. He doesn't he doesn't get as much credit as I think he deserves. Because he's in shitty movies all he the time. Is. He's in terrible movies. But he is but generally he is a, the best is, part of his shitty He is a truly movies. funny guy. Like Employee of the Month with Dane Cook. Oh, God, and what a piece of shit. That him and Andy all. Dick are God so damn. fucking funny in the movie because it's they're so stupid. And they make me laugh. I, I think <laughs> it's also the fact that they're being juxtaposed against such tragically unfunny material well, <laughs> that, that by comparison they seem like geniuses. That is also true. Hey, there's nothing funny about Raw, by the way. No, there is nothing funny about Raw, which... Uh, It'd probably be funny if you're watching it with somebody who is one of those people that we're describing uh, that can't handle this shit that doesn't actually watch movies like this. Yeah. There were there there were a lot of what the fuck moments in in this movie. Little piece of trivia. There there is a moment obviously in the film where she eats a raw chicken breast out of the out of the refrigerator. By the way, that was the gag moment for me. Like if any <laughs> if any moment in that movie came close to making me nauseous, it was that moment. I was like, "Ugh." Oh God, that's gross! I was that's the one. I was that's it. You know what? I was actually this week. I I had cut. I had chopped up some grapefruit and put it in a, a Tupperware and filled it with water to you know to kind of like preserve it and okay. keep it juicy and stuff. And I had eaten all the grapefruit out, and the Tupperware is just full of like grapefruit water. And it was purified water. I had I had poured it out of my filtered water when I poured it in there. And so I was like, oh, I'll just drink it. I mean, I like grapefruit, and you know, it, it, I'll get all those extra thing. You know, get a little extra fiber and stuff in my diet. So I start drinking it. And then as I got near the bottom, like the last, the last inch, half inch kind of started looking like chicken juice. Oh no. And I looked at it and I had that thought of chicken juice and I I just dumped the rest down the sink. I was like, I can't, I can't finish that. Even though I rationally, I knew it was nothing but grapefruit and purified water. That's it. That's all that was in there. I couldn't fucking drink it because raw chicken is fucking gross. Well, yeah, it it is fucking gross. And that is the scene that I came closest when she, when she, when she bites into that raw chicken breast, I I was just, I 
cringed and had to look away. Funny, fun bit of <laughs> trivia though: the raw chicken breast was actually made out of sugar. Okay, I was just gonna ask. I didn't look up any trivia or anything. And, and yeah. the actress said afterwards that far from putting her off of eating chicken, it put her off of candy for a long time. Yeah, how did they get it all fucking chickeny? I don't know, but it's apparently it, it was made out. It was made out of sugar, and it was so sweet that it it put her off of eating candy for a long time. Okay, well I I don't blame her really. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, and that I was kind of hoping it was actual raw chicken, and she was just totally immersed in the thing. <laughs> She was so into the into the role that she was just like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, she had hairy pits and a hairy vag, so, you know, she might as well go the full nine. By the way, she's 17 years old. Oh, is she really? Yes. Oh, wow. Or was at the time the movie was made. She looked young, but, like, just old enough, but, like, you know. Yeah. I wasn't like, hey, th- th- I'm going to fuck this chick. Her sister's kind of hot, but. Well, they're both kind of hot. I mean, yeah. you know, like, I know it's creepy to say that, but. She, she's a good looking female and she, she the main girl who she has such a fucking like innocent face so all the weird shit that happens later to her like was so yeah, it was is. so much weirder because of who they picked i agree yeah. i agree it that that's the one that's the one thing that kind of desexualizes her like mentally is that she does she she, she has a she has a real she just looks like like she just never said fuck in her life you know Right. <laughs> like she never stole anything, never said fuck, never crossed the street outside of a crosswalk, you yep. know. She's a vegetarian and a virgin and probably didn't really drink that much. Probably not. Never smoked until her dad's like, hey, you smoke? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. That like, was, Wait, I never saw her smoke. Yeah, what the that, fuck? Was kind of, that was kind of weird, too. Again, you know, the French thing, just the, the cigarettes like, oh, yeah, dad. Hey, hey, we're, we're, we're keeping that nasty meat out of our bodies. But here, have a cigarette. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, the smoking, I want to go back to the, the hospital room. I got too caught up on the room being creepy. Uh, Peeling that skin off and that rash. That was fucking gross. That was pretty it gross. It didn't yeah. get me, but it was just like, ew. Like, yeah, it, w- yeah it wasn't. It, it was an ew moment for sure. I feel like a person with a real weak stomach that that scene alone probably could put him over like that does it for me I could I don't fucking care like that she's eating people seriously like it's all this it's all the weird body horror stuff that's happening to her yeah that bothers me when her sister took a bite out of her face all I could think of was oh man that shit's never gonna heal right like that's what bothered me not 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 the cannibalism right yeah, um, uh, people eat people. It's fine. I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry for her because she's gonna have a scar on her face and now. Now for she's the rest not gonna be life. as cute anymore. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, the movie starts and we get past that scene where whoever is in the road making the car crash and whatever. Which I think the implication there is that it's her sister. Yeah, yeah. We we Which find we, that out. Yeah, you know, we're finding out later that her sister does that shit. So they're the, the the main girl and her parents. Her dad's kind of a weird kind of a dick. Like not really. He's nice. But like he's kind of you know you know what I mean I can't really her dad describe seemed, it. her dad seems sort of like and I hate I hate to use this word because it's so it's so alt right <laughs> but he he seems sort of like the the textbook definition of a cuck just like total beta oh oh yeah which like, at the end of the movie you find out why yeah but no no it, yeah <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense like again everything in this movie is deliberate nothing is nothing is half-assed well it's, yeah you see his really face well crafted you see his face and it's like oh he's just got a walking phoenix thing going on yeah and then you know later you find out exactly oh, no. why it's like that <laughs> yeah uh, no. and i thought 
because her oh she's a vegetarian and the whole family's vegetarians and i just thought it was because the mom was some hipster bitch but the you you get yeah. that you get a sense about the mom right away from that very that again with everything in this movie being so deliberate that that first scene i'll set it up for the listener singular she goes up to this uh deli counter and she's she's getting she's getting lunch or something with her family her family's already gotten their food she gets mashed potatoes they ask her if she wants some meat she says nope i'm a vegetarian she gets her mashed potatoes she goes sits down eats it there's meat a piece of meat stray meat has fallen into the mashed potatoes and she got it and the mother gets up and proceeds to fucking eviscerate the counter guy (laughs) while her and her dad just kind of sit there like twiddling their thumbs trying to basically do what i did every time i used to go out to eat with my mother and she would turn on the bus boy or 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 the wait staff and and just be like i i don't have anything to do with this this is not my doing i'm not i'm not part of this yeah (laughs) they're just sitting there trying to (laughs) trying to not be noticed and it's a great scene for setting up that whole dynamic of that family yeah i don't like her mom no her mom is scary (laughs) yeah she is scary and then later on of course we find out where that whole dynamic comes from and when they they find they're dropping her off at college right and they they drop her off there and you know like you learn oh her sister's at the school and they're like oh hey call her she might talk to you so obviously something happened between her and the parents at some point but the dad's just like uh hey uh let's go let's see you later i don't fucking see her let's go let's get the fuck out of here yeah He's just he's it, just out. He's in the car and he's ready to go. You learn that there is this weird dynamic going on. I mean, the mom clearly extremely domineering. The dad very submissive is the wrong word, but maybe cowed is the right word. He seems very cowed in the relationship. Like and then moo. Like he's well, well, <laughs> he is <laughs> in more than one way, apparently, which, of course, we'll get to. And then the daughter who she's trying to figure out who she is and uh, she's got her mom, you know, telling her who she is and, and her dad kind of it's such a weird family dynamic that right off the bat, you're uneasy. And then all she wants to do is sleep, man. And I was thinking the whole time, like the hazing fucking starts almost immediately. And yeah, she, she has right a away. she has a gay dude roommate. They make an interesting comment about yeah. that. You know, the, the way he puts it is is, is very interesting interesting she says i thought i was supposed to get a girl and he says they gave you a fag it's the same thing to them <laughs> did he say that yeah which was a very interesting character moment too because right right away you're getting something of his character just in that first little snippet of dialogue like you've barely met this character and you're already getting to know him it's it, another example of how deliberately and well crafted this movie is it's good I'll, I'll i'll watch this several more times i think it's i'm point. i i'm gonna buy this movie this this movie definitely has to go in my collection i was a little annoyed i'm like oh hey well, oh, it's fucking in French, dude. I'm gonna have to read subtitles and shit. <laughs> but it, I was okay with it because it, it's actually. What, does your Netflix not have a not have a dubbed version? Oh, I don't want that shit. That just, <laughs> that's that takes away from the whole. I completely experience. agree. I hate dubs. Unless you're watching a Jackie Chan movie, it's kind of yeah. It kind of why is that that kung fu movies are so much better when they're dubbed? I still prefer the Chinese audio track with yeah, the subtitles. But there's something there's just something that works. I you know it's what it is is it's decades of of campy Shaw Brothers movies. Getting, oh yeah, getting shipped over here with cheesy dubs. Oh yeah, the one arm swordsman does it <laughs> the one-armed swordsman i have zatoichi versus the one-armed oh, swordsman. Yeah. you should watch that <laughs> uh point. super inframan that was uh the shaw brothers attempt to kind of do a tokusatsu movie what is a tokusatsu movie that's it's, that's it's, a new term to me it's essentially like the suited hero guy oh okay you know he he morphs into suit super suit man and fights aliens and shit okay yeah cool but it, but it happened before Super Sentai started, uh-huh. so it was kind of like their response to Ultraman rather than oh, interesting. Uh, whatever the Sentai, whatever the first right. Sentai was, Raw <laughs> and not Monday Night. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just gonna make a wrestling joke. <laughs> God damn it. 
Beat you to the punch. What the fuck were we? Oh, the hazing. Oh, the hazing. I got yeah. fucking... I knew there was going to be some hazing rituals, and I'm like, fuck these... Guys. The, and some of this shit is pretty horrific looking. They make them crawl around in their fucking underwear. They pull them out of bed, throw their mattresses out the window and shit, and they make yeah, it look like... Shitty. They make it look like they're terrorists. Gonna, they're going to fucking kill these kids. Speaking of which, Terrifying. That, since you brought it up, that is that is actually the point where um, I, I first noticed that the character's name is Justine, which is significant because Justine, of course, was a famous novel by the Marquis de Sade all about... Uh, the degradation of this innocent young girl. Oh, well, and, hey, look, smart guy. <laughs> and during the hazing ritual, there's the scene where they make them crawl like dogs. Well, that is very, I mean, I immediately identified it as a reference to Salo or the 120 Days of Sodom, directed by Pierre Paolo Pasolini, I think is his name. Is that that, That's that really fucked up movie. That, also based yeah. on the 120 Days of Sodom by the Marquis de Sade, okay. who is, of course, French. I and thought, it's I, thought, all, I thought that was Mexican name. Mexican. You're hilarious. I know. And his work is all about, you know, degradation. And, and Justine in particular is is about the degradation of an innocent young girl. And then, of course, they, they have that scene, which is so reminiscent of the crawling like dog scene in in. 120 Days of Sodom that I started I actually started going in and researching because I've never read 120 Days of Sodom and I haven't even seen the entirety of the movie it's a very upsetting movie yeah I was gonna say I don't know if I'm even gonna try Um, (laughs) it's 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 deeply disturbing I've heard of it and that's enough for me I do own it on Laserdisc but I haven't watched the entire thing I've watched part of it and it's it's just genuinely upsetting by the time you get to the end of the first disc you're like is this really worth flipping over sort of yeah (laughs) I noticed that and I started you know I so I started thinking about it, I started researching the Marquis de Sade and, and, and trying to see if there were parallels that I could draw. And ultimately, I couldn't, but I, I figured I'd throw that out there. Maybe a listener has something interesting to say about that. I would be fascinated to hear uh, an analysis by someone who is actually knowledgeable on the works of the Marquis de Sade and those films in particular. I actually own both those films, Salo and the film adaptation of Justine, which I really only bought because I, I collect Laserdisc porn, and it's essentially... Yeah. It's essentially it's essentially S and M porn, is what it is. Fuck yeah! I was gonna say it's because you're a classy guy, and I am not anymore. I'm very classy. But one last note on that that I learned inadvertently in my researching the Marquis de Sade: the term sadism refers exclusively, and this is the key, it refers exclusively to torturing unwilling participants. So if you're torturing someone who's consenting to be tortured, you're not a sadist. Are they snow, and they're not a masochist? If they don't want it, right? Yep. Okay. Those are big words, everybody. It's nine o'clock. I have two children, and it's really hard to to, to be smart right now. So anyway, that that is my that is my observation that went fucking nowhere because I am not knowledgeable enough in. It, in the the subject matter, I ju- I had just enough knowledge to see something there, and not nearly enough to draw any meaningful conclusion out of it. So fuck you, listener. You got <laughs> further than I did, though. I'm just like they're crawling like doggies, and I got mad because I'm like this shit really happens. Oh yeah, the hazing the hazing was shitty, man. Yeah, I just w- wanted to kick every one of those guys and her sister, by the way, in the dick, man. Yeah, like it turns out that the first the first hazing is like 
just them making them go to a party and they're not allowed to go to sleep before the after completely fucking up their dorm rooms oh yeah yeah and they're not allowed to go to sleep they fucking ripped light switches and shit off the wall wow did they go that far fuck did you see that when she went back to her bedroom the light switch had been torn out and just bare wires were hanging out oh shit no there there was a lot of destruction in that room i didn't notice that part yeah it was fucked up that sounds super shitty like that that's kind of some seniors tried to pull that on me when i was in high school not that quite but they were like if a senior wants your seat you have to give it up and some girls were like hey uh we're upperclassmen and you need to move and i looked at them and said no (laughs) and they got really mad at me and then they walked away you're more polite than i would have been i just been like hey uh how about you suck my dick uh my (laughs) i can't remember if this was pre or post 9-11 but it was post columbine (laughs) 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 so So, really quick, I'll tell you how my hometown handled that. (laughs) Not well. Not well at all. Oh, boy. So, Columbine happened, and they're like, hey, uh, don't hug your friends. Don't dye your hair. Don't wear trench coats. You can't hang out in groups of more than three. Otherwise, you're you're (laughs) a gang. What the fuck? They're telling high schoolers not to hang out in groups of more than three? Middle schoolers. Uh, But actually, actually that that groups of more than three came in elementary school. That was before Columbine ever happened. I have no fucking idea where that came from, but the trench coats and all that dying hair shit came right after it. Of course. Because you were automatically gang affiliated. Because America handles shit like that so fucking well. Yeah, and that lasted all through my middle school career. And I, I, me and my friends, we we all hugged each other a lot. I was the fat dude who just hung out with girls, so I got to hug them all the time. And my parents got called into the office because I hugged my friends. People, oh goddamn man! <laughs> I was terrible. Just so willy nilly offering warm affection and comfort to friends. But it means you were in a gang. And you were going to shoot somebody. Well, clearly the policy worked because now school shootings are a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. This is an alternate universe of some kind where nothing like that ever happens. All I'm saying, those guys were bullies. Just just so you know, the two the two guys who shot up Columbine, they they were they were dicks. Not not just because they they shot people, but they were dicks before that. They were they planned the whole thing. They're like, "Let's do it." Let's do it. And they high-fived while they were doing it. I don't think they did that, but they were laughing. I don't know. I, I, I rewatched the... Well, I, I think I told you this on a previous podcast, but during one of these uh, Barnes & Noble 50% off the Criterion Collection Fuck. sales, I, I picked up Bowling uh, <laughs> for Columbine and rewatched it. And Man, that scene where you actually watch the footage of the shootings is fucking brutal, man. It's messed up, right? Yeah, I was, I was so young. I was very confused. I did not go to school the next day, I think. Like my parents I don't think let anybody me. went to school the yeah. next day. And then that's when all the bomb threats started. I'm sure they happened before that, but holy fuck, they happened like once a week there was a bomb threat. I don't want to have to go to school and fucking hide under my desk because it's not going to help, just Jesus. so you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad we brought the podcast to a screeching fucking halt. It, um, it, it started out being sort of relevant. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, hazing. Let's get back to hazing. And, hazing. And all the, that. The, the point is, is that hazing scene was... <laughs> and now we're getting into the, the meat me th- of the movie. Now I'm thinking about fucking Columbine. I'm just like, Jesus, man. I'm not supposed to be doing this on a Sunday evening. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get into the meat of the movie. Ha ha ha. There's puns. I got them. So of course, <laughs> this is this is this is part of what this is part of what really got me thinking. I mean, obviously the Marquis de Sade crawling and the name Justine that 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 got me thinking 
initially. But then the fact that it's her sister who forces her to eat the meat, I think, is very significant. I don't think that uh, that that's just a, a throwaway thing. Again, because everything in this movie is so deliberate, I think it's meaningful that it is her sister who forces her to eat the meat. Eat the meat. I think it has. I think it has. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it has to do with the way you know, because her sister obviously does this. Her sister is clearly embedded in this lifestyle of cannibalism. Uh, as we find out later. So she forces her sister to do this, knowing exactly what's going to happen. Her sister's not naive. This isn't an accident. She does it deliberately. And I think logically the reason she does it is as a fuck you to their mother, which is messed up. But But probably true. Yeah, but probably the case. So I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, like that's part of what got me thinking. Like, you know, it's about family and what family does to each, what we, what we pass on to each other, you know, be it deliberately or inadvertently. As in the case of the mother, I I genuinely do think it was inadvertently because she's clearly taking steps to try and, well, uh, oh, by the way, spoiler alert. So the, so the, so, so the listener knows where we're coming from. By the end of the movie, you find out that the mother has been a cannibal all this time and is been obsessed with eating meat and the way eating human flesh specifically and the way she keeps it under control is by chewing on the father basically (laughs) and making her daughters eat vegetables so they don't get a craving for meat which is what i discovered at the end of the movie when they fucking revealed that she was a cannibal and i'm like oh she's not a hipster she's just trying to make sure that her child doesn't eat people exactly good parenting so you have the mother who's trying who's trying to prevent the cannibalism gene from happening and then you have the sister who actively forces her sister to eat the meat knowing what's going to happen as we find out later her sister knows exactly what's going to happen you keep on saying eat the meat and i'm a huge pervert and i'm trying really hard not to laugh (laughs) anyway eat the meat (laughs) <laughs> but you know as the story goes you fucking you eat raw rabbit kidneys you eat fucking raw chicken and then you cut your sister's fucking finger off because she's and, trying to give you a brazilian and, and then while she's laying there shit. yeah while she's laying there bleeding out you fucking nibble on her finger a little bit and then that's when i was like you know you don't know anything you don't know her sister's a cannibal you don't know her right. mom's a cannibal and yeah. you're just like where's this coming from why did she decide hey i need i'm gonna i'm gonna drip the blood into my head i'm gonna try it oh hey i'm gonna nibble on the finger now why where did this come from and then of course the great part is when her sister sits up comes back to consciousness while she's eating her finger and the sister just just looks over her and at that point i'm sitting there watching this with my son i look over at him and i go that shit's gonna come up at thanksgiving yeah and i'm like oh she's she's freaked out her sister's eating her finger come to find out that those were probably tears of joy because her little sister's going to join yeah, in the family exact, business she knew exactly what her sister was doing and yes. she was actually happy about it she did it on purpose that no good piece of shit she blamed it on the dog and the dog got put to sleep and, and like, then of course the father mm-hmm. makes that very again deliberately ironic <laughs> statement once an animal gets it's a taste for human flesh you have to put them down because they'll crave it this is this is definitely a, a movie you got to watch more than once <laughs> yeah a lot of the stuff you only see the relevance afterwards mm-hmm. and so yeah definitely something i'm gonna be i'm gonna be re-watching i am noticing though that everything is so like a to b and obvious once you get right to the end that it's it, this is the easiest movie to talk about that i think we've done in a while yeah it really yeah it really is because because everything which i think is a a a sign of how well crafted Mm -hmm. it is because it seems to be something that's in fashion right now and i don't have a problem with it necessarily as much as i find that as a writer i'm unable to do it it just it just is not instinctual to me where writers write these stories and then by the end they are not it's not clear what they've been writing about it's very unclear what's been going on in this story you know and that doesn't necessarily make for a bad story it can make for some very good stories but this is a nice piece 
and I, I think I like it especially specifically because by the time you get to the end, you have a very clear idea. You may not see all of the subtext mm -hmm. that's there, but you feel like you understand what you've been seeing. You feel like once the end comes around, things are made clearer rather than more obscure. And you look back on all the events of the uh, that went on in the movie, and it makes sense point a to point z are all french people just good at making movies or i don't know but uh <laughs> this woman clearly is i can't remember her name and even if i did i know that it's because when i looked it up i i remember thinking that i'm not going to be able to pronounce that right when it's time for me to do so but whatever her name is I want to see what her next movie is. I can't wait to see what her next movie is. No shit, right? I'm kind of I'm kind of there and I'm with you. I might have to pick this one up just to just to show a little support there. Yep, her name is Julia. I can't I'm not even going to go with the Yeah, that last, last name. Nope. <laughs> that last name's impossible. But suffice to say, very excited to see what she does next. I hope it's another I'm not I'm not going to say I hope it's a movie like this in any, at, at all, but I I I hope that it's another thing that she writes herself because this is a really well-written movie too. So I would like to see her continue in that capacity yes, absolutely so right after she eats the, the like she takes that bite out of the finger and she has this like fucking look of like ah i'm i'm, I'm happy now i'm finally i'm finally Just not hungry pure satisfaction <laughs> yes. the fucking music cue was one of my favorite fucking music cues i've heard in a movie ever you almost. got it queued up for us i do it was so fucking cool and it hits you so hard. It's so loud because the rest of the movie's kind of quiet. And this thing just fucking right in your face. I'm going to play a little bit. It'll be, it'll be great. It might be loud, and I apologize. Hit us with it. God, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> and even the poster that is on the screen on YouTube is cool. She's just got a her nose is bleeding and shit and she's just staring up blankly off it's <laughs> great yeah that scene that scene where she where she has the nosebleed i can't remember what incites it but the way she just kind of licks at it a little bit yeah, isn't that right before her and her sister start fighting yeah it might yeah, yeah it might have been but yeah this is so fucking cool i don't know this is a good score french people yeah. man i don't know Oh, I did say I was going to make fun of French people. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, I'm not really going to make fun of them, but there's something funny I noticed. So I'm listening to the commentary on SLC Punk a while ago, and he... <laughs> I was going to say, like, today? Uh, no, not today, but James Marandino brought up something, because he's... There's that... Bob is doing that monologue, like, that ass is, man, that shit's going to fucking kill you, man. You, and then, you know, chemistry's the wrong fucking major for a guy like you, Bob. I love... <laughs> uh, and there's, it's just a bunch of Bob doing a bunch of jump cuts. Okay. And he's like, well, like a lot of French, a lot of French filmmakers do this jump cuts. And I'm like, ah, yeah. okay. So now my joke is every time I see a jump cut, I'm like, did a fucking French guy direct this? <laughs> so I'm watching <laughs> with Rachel. We're watching one of those HBO shows. I can't remember if it was the Shailene Woodley one or Sharp Objects with Amy Adams, but we're watching these shows and I'm like, and I'm seeing three episodes in a row. There's just, there's a bunch of fucking quick jump cuts. I'm like, I'm fucking joking. I'm like, did a fucking French guy directed this episode? What the hell's going on? I looked it up. Sure enough, a fucking French guy directed those no three shit. episodes where all the jump cuts were happening and then it didn't happen for a couple episodes and then it happened again. And I'm like, the same fucking guy directed it. What the fuck? <laughs> so, French people love their fucking jump cuts and I'm I'm kind of impressed. I, ne I never, <laughs> never would have caught that. I'm kind of impressed that there were no jump cuts in this movie, actually. I was looking for them all over oh, the place. Yeah. By the time they got to the point where... It, I, it kind of would have fucked up the pacing yeah yeah no yeah so i'm glad see she actually knows what the hell she's doing yeah. 
It's a very deliberately, again, coming back to the deliberateness of everything. It's a very deliberately paced movie. It's very, it's, everything is so deliberate that jump cuts would have kind of felt, yeah, they would have felt wrong. Yeah, it's not fucking 2001 anymore. We don't need, I don't have a, a pro- I don't have a problem with jump cuts. I, I, I just think they have to, they have to contribute to the tone of the movie and not just to the tone of the scene. The overall tone has has to has to feel cohesive that is ridiculous what are you talking about i'm talking about filmmaking <laughs> that's that's, that's what hard for, right that's hard filmmaking is hard <laughs> apparently filmmaking, filmmaking is hard you ever tried to make a film i have it's fucking difficult i tried to get to a point where i was making a movie but i couldn't get it to work because nobody else wanted to and i couldn't do it i couldn't fucking do the whole thing by myself so you know there's nothing worse than looking at the work you've done and just being <laughs> like this is mediocre at best oh boy like i don't fucking do that all the time right now <laughs> there is some kind of weird yeah. sexual tension between her and her sister and i don't mean necessarily that they look like they're gonna fuck but maybe it's just a french thing i don't know it, there were a couple times where i thought she was gonna kiss her and i'm like what yeah don't do it, that it felt a l- <laughs> there were a few moments where it just felt a little weird and it's probably just that their culture has a different you know like they approach each other differently and it's probably completely innocent but there was there was some weird sexual tension in a couple of scenes it felt like but maybe that was part of the maybe that was again you know i mean with everything else being so intentional maybe that maybe that was actually part of it maybe there was like a like a subtext relating you know i mean the the shared the shared consumption of human bodily fluids and stuff like that you know i mean it is sexual for sure oh yeah like yeah. There, there's there's a sexual there's definite sexuality i mean it's it, it's no it's no surprise that they sort of got into a thing over the gay guy who turned out not to be a hundred percent gay yeah and i was gonna gonna get to that as soon as you were done with what you my were son saying my here. son looked over at me he's like i thought that dude was gay and i'm like well you know he's probably like 80 20 you know i mean he i mean he's clearly he's jerking off to gay porn so he's definitely gay but not every, you know not everything's a hundred percent you know like i i'm not a hundred percent straight i i could def i definitely go down on ryan gosling if you wanted me to hey you know i look at it the way george george carlin said he's like don't be so suburban gay straight it's all the same now i wouldn't say it's all the same like i don't jerk off to gay porn I don't I, and, know. I, and i genuinely <laughs> never have like like gay porn has never gotten me off once not to say I've never watched it, but it's never gotten me off. And that's not me being a prude. That's like, it just genuinely doesn't. If it'll um, get you a couple if it, hundred. Because if it did, I would watch it. Well, if it'll get you a couple hundred miles down the highway, you'll take a shot in the mouth, right? <laughs> Well, uh, it would depend on it would depend on how nasty that shot was. The if un- the shot looked particularly <laughs> nasty, I might be like, you know what? I think I'll wait for the next one. It's the unwritten book of the road. <laughs> you gotta live by the book. <laughs> Can you do it? <laughs> oh, Carrie Fisher, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, for, for, the, for the listeners who aren't aware, that was a Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back reference, which we both got because we're huge fucking nerds. So let's talk about sex. All right. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all fucking the good each other. things and the bad things that may be. Us fucking each other. I'm kidding. I don't want to fuck you. Yes, you're not my does. type. Well, everybody's your type when you're roofied. So I'm into ripped guys. I'll rip you know, one in your like face. Ga- like like the gauze. Like I said, I, I will be anything you want as long as I can roofie you because you just, you'll just be asleep. <laughs> roofie jokes. <laughs> That's inappropriate. Good stuff. 
good stuff. Good, clean family fun. So she fucks her gay roommate. She does. She totally fucks his brains out. And it was kind of disturbing, but also sort of hot. I might have had a slight boner when I was watching it. It was probably a little Just more a little disturbing bit. to me than it was to you because I knew she was only 17 when they made this movie. Now I feel now I feel bad about it. <laughs> so I was but, like, uh, eh, yeah. yeah, I maybe feel a little dirty watching this. But, you know, I mean, whatever. Ignorance is no excuse. I'm just talking to myself now. Yeah, that was a very uncomfortable scene to watch, not not just because the girl's 17, but because at any moment it looks like she's about to tear into him. Okay, and yeah. I, he, and I mean with her teeth. He just flesh. saw her fucking rip a guy's lips off, and you're going to let her kiss you? Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, maybe. it's... Uh... She was. She got covered in paint, and somebody threw her in a closet with another oh, yeah. guy who spo- was covered I in paint. We, I suppose we ought to throw that. I up missed there. that part. Yeah, because that was again a weird more scene. hazing. <laughs> This is like hazing round three or something like that. The guy like was almost nice for a minute. And then he turned into a creep. And And then she bit his face off. She bit his face off. Oh, well. Fuck that guy. He deserved it. I I, don't know if he actually deserved it, but he got it. Oh, no. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I was just. That's right. I don't think he did turn into a creep. I think I just felt like he was a creep from the beginning. Yeah. And I don't think he actually did anything. I just felt like he was a creep. Well, he started rubbing all over her, all the paint, like trying to mix it up, I guess. But then he tried making out with her and she's like, no. And he's like, we'll go slow. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's right. So he was a little bit. And then she goes all into him and then. And then out he runs from the closet, (laughs) bleeding from the face. Well, before that happened, all I could think was, doesn't that paint taste weird? How can you guys make out with like tongues covered in paint? Yeah, I bet like, it tasted nasty as ew. hell. You and ever how, tasted paint? It tastes disgusting. No. How long does that shower that she takes have to fucking be for her to get all that paint off? <laughs> While I was watching it, I just kept looking over at my son going, are you as uncomfortable as I am with the fact that she's not using soap? She's French, dude. <laughs> they don't use There's soap. one. There's one. <laughs> Finally. Daniel Tosh said about Cajun people, that's French and redneck merging. That's a hygiene combination no antiperspirant can tackle. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned this. I don't have a problem with women with hairy pits. That doesn't bother me in the least. I will tell you what I think is gross. And, you know, I I apologize if I offend somebody. But honestly, hairy legs are just nasty. (laughs) Do you shave your legs? No, I don't. But if a woman woman asked me to, I totally would. If a woman asked me to shave my legs, I'd be like, shave your head. I shaved my dick and balls this weekend for the first time. Oh, how did that go? Never done it before. What did you use, man? Did you use a fucking electric one or did you use Well, a straight... I used I used the I used the beard trimmer to to take it down and then I got my my uh, Gillette Mach 3 and started going over it and boy, I tell you what, it felt good afterwards. Is the is the Mach 3 does that blades or is that an electric? It's the, yes, the three blades. Okay. Yeah. Cuz I I did the same I used to do the same thing, but I'm lazy, fuck that noise. And I I do the I do the trimmer, right? But then I you have to like stretch the skin around your balls, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Because you don't want to get you want to get no, snagged. I, no. you, know, you know what fucking happened? Like every once in a while, I'd nick the balls, and that's not even the worst part. Like I'd no, be holding it. You don't it, even really feel it. I'd be holding it, and then you know what would happen? The blade would like nick my thumbnail or something, and that's just, <laughs> oh, oh, thinking about it. That's fucking. Bleh. One of the first times I went in and and and, and trimmed it up because I have trimmed it up before. I've never I've never actually shaved it all the way down, but I have trimmed it up before. And uh, one one of the first times I trimmed it, I went in. And you know that kind of seam that runs under, that runs up the dick, <laughs> up, up from the taint. You know, you were sewn together too. Yeah, cool. everybody, everybody's, everybody's got the seam, the seam that goes from the asshole to the pee hole. Well, it 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 kind of stuck off a little bit, like it was kind of like a little thicker on me. And when I zipped up, <laughs> when when I zipped up just below the like at the base of the dick to the balls, and I kind of zipped up, and I just zipped that whole fucking thing right off. <laughs> 
<laughs> it came off like a fucking worm, and oh, I just shit. had a bloody strip going right up my dick. Oh, fuck. This chick would have loved that. Oh, yeah. Oh, she... Oh, I'd have lost my dick for sure. She would have been like, mmm, chomp. <laughs> she would have taken the little dick string and fucking, like, dangled it on her tongue for a second before she... <laughs> Before she, she slurped it up like a spaghetti it like noodle. Candy. Ugh. Ugh. It like a candy spaghetti noodle. I was going to make a joke about how the seam is only there because we used to be mermen. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to make it work, though. I like that. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, holy shit. So, <laughs> so uh, off of my hairless balls... Um, <laughs> Does your dick look bigger, by the way? It does. Yes. Significantly. And now, now, now the second you fuck, you're just going to be like, is it in there, out, you're done, man. <laughs> One pump and then you go take a dump. Is that how Spoiler that Spoiler alert. Works? Didn't happen. You didn't get laid or you didn't. No, I did get laid. come in two seconds. I did get I don't, I, I, I've never had that problem. I, I have the problem every day. I, I, ha- I have the exact opposite problem. I, I <laughs> wear a woman out and she's just like, will you fucking stop already? And <laughs> And I'm like, but I gotta come. All you have to do is blow on it, and I'm I'm, I'm shooting webs. <laughs> yeah, I you know people complain about that. I don't. I kind of wish I had it. I'm what evolution is supposed to be, man. I'm I'm made to make babies. <laughs> See, because like I feel like I would be a very satisfying lover even if I came quick, because I'll go down on a woman for days, man. Like I'm all about it. I'm I ain't happy if she don't come three or four times. Yeah, but when I'm done, I'm done, so she can go fuck herself. <laughs> Like, literally. That's the problem. The guys who come too quick are all the guys who won't eat pussy. I, that's why That's why I do it before. Make sure she's done so that way I can finish and not feel guilty about oh. it. Mom, stop listening. If she, who, who the fuck am now, I kidding? My mom doesn't now, listen. Now, you tell her after, after my shaved dick and balls, after <laughs> the <laughs> cannibalism. That's your balls, not my balls. <laughs> after she's we're fine. After you're going to be, you're going to roofie me and beat my Ryan Gosling. <laughs> come on. Now it's time to warn mom off it. I know. If you've been listening this long, which you haven't because you don't you don't Too support late. me. You don't Too support late. me, mom. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> We're going to have to call this episode therapy across Hollywood. <laughs> I want I want I want to talk about her gay boyfriend. That that's that's what I refer to him as because I can't remember what his name is. Okay. So, there was kind of a Chekhov's gun scenario with a with a ski pole. Oh, yes. At the beginning uh when when the hazing first started and he's like, "Here's here take the fucking take the fucking ski pole." And she's like, "Why? I don't want a fucking ski pole." Apparently, it's so you can stab somebody if they fuck with you, but that never happened until until she wakes up next to him and he look he's all he's all sleepy and I don't know if they actually fucked or what, but they're all cuddly and shit. She reaches down, tries to like touch his butt or his dick or something and then cabin fever style fucking her hand comes out of the blankets and it's all covered in blood and shit we're well, like what not, the fuck they're happened? not cuddling he's they're not cuddling she's kind of cuddling him yeah, it should yeah. be noted he's not doing anything he's asleep as far as we know yes turns out he's not asleep he's dead he's got a giant hole in his leg because no his back it was in his back it was his leg well i know i know the hole is in his back but half of his leg was gone because yeah, and it then got she, eaten yeah and then the leg was gone now so, it should be noted before we go too far into gay boyfriend's <laughs> death that there was a weird tension between her and her sister over gay boyfriend yes so there was clearly a competitive thing there competitive on the beha- on the part of the sister because 
I mean, there's really no, there's no reason for her to, to have come in and been getting weird on it. But then she walks out and she's like, what are you doing? You know, cause she, cause the sister's sitting there playing video games with gay boyfriend. And by the way, they both clearly have never played a video game before in their lives. Just yes. judging on their hand motions. You they, notice that too, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one thing even great filmmakers get wrong, teaching actors video how to games play a and driving. video game. But yeah, she comes out and kind of confronts her like, what the fuck are you doing? He's mine. Yeah. And then she ends up killing him. Yeah. She stabbed him. What what we figure out is that we think, I I, I assume we're supposed to think like, oh shit. Uh, what's her name? Main character? Main Justine. Girl? Justine. Justine fucking ate him. She went yeah. nuts. She ate that him. That is what it looks like initially. Yeah. And then, then sister is fucking playing a game, but all fucking zoned out and shit. And it turns out, and she's got blood all over her face. Sister stabbed him and ate him. And then Justine, like a good sister... This confused me for like a second. I had to think about it. She gets her all ready to, she, she like takes off her clothes and puts her in the shower. And then I got really confused. I'm like, why, why the fuck is she, the sister ends up in jail. Like, why is she the only one in jail? Like that, the, the other one was there when she was like killing people. I guess the sister probably, yeah, I, st- I still don't know how I, she I ended think up it's not. Beca- I think it's because the sister took the hit. Yeah. The sister said that it was her. And you kind of brushed over the shower scene and I kind of brushed over it too in my mind initially. And then my son brought it up to me. He said, you know, I think, I think one of the scenes that a lot of people are going to overlook is the significance of that shower scene. This shower scene is really significant because she's wash. what she's doing is she's trying to wash the crime off of her sister. She's trying to wash like the shame and the pain and all of that stuff it's 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 extremely metaphorical but she's washing her sister who is catatonic at this point and there's this long lingering shot on because she's covered in blood too she's got blood on her as well her her boyfriend's blood gay boyfriend's blood and she's washing her sister off and the blood from both of them is flowing down and mixing together as it washes down the drain yes okay i did and they linger that on that shot yeah. for a long time and i think it's it, it it's a very significant scene and and again it, it it plays back into the whole subtext of the film which is all you know all about family and you know the things we do to each other and it's and and it is as fucked up as the whole situation is i think it's a really beautiful scene in that she's trying to she's kind of like in a in a very show don't tell sort of a way forgiving her sister for what she's done even though her sister's done something you know genuinely horrible here and and not just not just the boyfriend but everything forcing her to eat the rabbit kidneys and teaching her how to kill people and And stuff with videotaping her like almost eating a corpse in the morgue in front of everybody and putting it up on and putting it up on youtube yeah we kind of skipped over that whole thing but yeah like her sister really fucks her over her sister is kind of a piece of shit (laughs) And and in that scene, she's forgiving her for it. And it's beautiful and it's dark and it's disturbing, but it is beautiful. And then the next the next thing we do is we see the sister who's in jail. One of the most disturbing shots of the entire movie is when we first jump into the jail or insane asylum or whatever it is. And we're looking at the mother through the glass and we see the sister's reflection on the mother's face. And it just lingers on that shot for for a good 10 seconds or something like it's a long lingering shot and it's disturbing because you kind of don't know where one ends and the other begins and in again you know speaking of the 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 completely intentional nature of every of every shot of this movie you really don't see where where the one ends and the other begins and it's the it's the mother and the daughter and then the mother gets up and walks out and then there's this kind of moment where the sister kind of taps on the glass like comparing battle scars that they gave each other yeah yeah (laughs) they they yeah they kind of like we're even it's fine yeah it's 
It's very interesting. And then, of course, we go to the reveal of the father. Which, it's one of those jaw-dropping kind of, like, what the fuck? Great, yeah. great ending. Such a such Amazing a good little, ending. good reveal. I was very yeah. happy. May, suddenly, everything in this whole movie makes sense. It's it, yeah. It's it, it's one of those it's like, uh, yeah. m- much like much like the original saw. You know, uh, when when you get that twist at the end, suddenly everything you've watched up to this point takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah, the end. Everybody, just eat your vegetables, otherwise you're going to turn into a cannibal. A film by some lady whose name I can't pronounce, who I definitely want to see her next movie. I was going to make a joke about uh, the shower scene. Yeah, but you kept fucking talking, <laughs> and you were, <laughs> and you were so. It, it was so poignant and 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 right that I didn't want to make a joke about how Quentin Tarantino totally rewound that scene a hundred times so he could jerk off. True, yeah, definitely. But I'm not going to make that joke. I'm not going to make that joke. I'm just of course not going to do it. Of course you. I'm not going to say that Quentin Tarantino likes feet and likes to jerk off on feet while looking at feet. He probably jerks off onto his own feet. Safe bet. Safe bet. Ew. I just gross myself out a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, let's go. Final thoughts on Raw. Final thoughts on Raw. This is a movie that's definitely going to warrant rewatching for me probably multiple times. I am going to have to own this so that I can show it to other people in case. And, and I realize it's on Netflix, so I can show it to other people. But in case it ever goes off Netflix, I want it in my arsenal to be able to pull out and say, hey, check this out. I absolutely agree. Beautiful looking, well written. The score is fucking awesome and kind yeah. of horrific in a way. Yeah, it really catches the off guard because everything's so goddamn quiet for yeah. whatever. Just it's it's cool. It sounds it sounds like a fucking horror movie. It's so <laughs> it, it's so well crafted on every level. I, I this is one of my favorite horror movies I've seen in at least in the last year. And it's been a good year. I mean, granted, it, I think it came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I'm not calling it a movie of the last year, but it's been a good year for horror movies and I've seen some really good horror movies it's and, been a good couple and, years and for this horror is movies. and this, this one's yeah. up there this one this one's up at the up near the top of the list horror is making a little bit of a comeback people are actually taking it a little more seriously these days yeah I, we're, we're getting some we're getting some really great uh horror horror is one of the last places where hollywood is willing to allow an original story and it's not like we don't get sequels and remakes because we get shit tons of those and and they're not all bad case in point uh halloween 2018 Mm -hmm. great horror movie but yeah horror because of its low budget and its high earning capacity horror is like the last bastion of the original story because everything else costs so much to produce and the profit margins are so low that it has to be tried and tested material mm-hmm. horror the profit margins are so high even on total garbage shit that barely makes anything by box office standards horror has a hard time losing money when it tries yeah you spend a million dollars on a movie on a horror movie it's gonna make 30 million dollars yeah it's going to <laughs> or even if it only makes five or six million dollars even if a horror movie makes five or six million dollars if it costs 1.2 million to produce that's a nice hefty profit mm-hmm. margin and it's I mean, gonna get a shitty sequel which actually yeah. technically it's gonna get a sequel that's better because that keeps on happening <laughs> i keep hearing that i'm I, i'm gonna have to check out the second ouija movie just to see if there's any truth to it yeah me too right i have the fucking first one over there. the Fuck. first one was such a chunk of shit man i mean wow and I need. I want to watch it just like so just so I know. I want to know. I can understand. That. I understand that, and I understand that my telling you not to is not going to help. But I, I wouldn't wish that on you. But oh, I understand. Yeah. I'll get there. Anyways, fucking raw. Go see that shit, or go see it. You know, like it's in the queue. It up on Netflix. Yeah. Buy it on Blu-ray. Fuck it. It's that yeah, good. Yeah, but yeah, you know, do do buy it. Support the shit out of it. Yeah. Because we want more Vote. movies like this. 
Vote with yeah. your dollar. Less movies like the first Ouija and Annabelle <laughs> and whatever the fuck else. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, let's let's just get out of the conjuring mythology <laughs> entirely. Yes. Let let's let's do that. <laughs> so anyways, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it quits for the week and you know, we're gonna we're gonna kinda do a little pregame for Valentine's Day, I think. Next week we're gonna do five hundred days of summer. It's gonna be beautiful. Sweet man. Also I have a I lot of wait. fucking shit to say about that movie. I've been looking forward I've been looking forward to watching this movie for a while. I I, I bought it on Blu-ray two months ago, but you know I, I can't watch a movie alone anymore, unfortunately. And this is this is a perfect that'd be a perfect movie my, to watch with your girlfriend. None of my kids want to watch it, so yeah, maybe I can get my girl <laughs> to watch it with me. I don't know, we'll see. But it, suffice to say, movie. I now have an excuse to watch it, which mm-hmm. is all, which is what I really needed. Oh, dude, I fucking love it. But again, I still have a lot to say about it. So next week, you get to hear me shit all over this movie that I actually love quite a bit. And it stars one of my one of my few uh, man crushes, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah, not hard. All right, everybody, until next week, stay jawsome. Awesome.